Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 199 of the Unholy Trinity podcast, brought to you in association with Sport Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network, and also Fanatics. It's just myself and, and Lee today, um, and I'm now of the belief that football is a very, very easy game. Everton have absolutely cracked it. If it weren't for the 10 points deduction, we'd be looking at Champions League football because it's been an un- unforgettable week. So since we last recorded last weekend against Forest, obviously look back on that game, great 1-0 win. We've beaten Newcastle by three goals to nil, comfortably, it's got to be said. We've beaten Chelsea by two goals to nil today, ground up, grounded out, I'd say, a different way of winning, as Sean Dice put it, which is which is fantastic to see. No goals conceded in the last the last three games, which is just fantastic. Um, and I think it's six clean sheets in 10 games. And the world is looking rosy once again. Um, so Lee, you've got to be feeling you've got to be feeling massively, massive, massively happy and satisfied, given the fact that bear in mind before the game against Newcastle, we'd only beaten Bournemouth at home this season in the Premier League and nobody else. So to come away and, and end this week on two home victories with no goals conceded, it's very, very pleasing to see Everton now on a run of form and being the side that we all want Everton to be. What an incredible week, mate. Honestly, what an absolutely incredible week. I mean, if you'd have said we'd have taken four, well, say six, even four, to be honest, this week, you'd have been like, you know what, we'll take that. I know that sounds defeatist, but if you look at the team we've been for the last couple of seasons where it has been, you know, predominantly a struggle, you'd have taken that, wouldn't you? And and to be fair, you know, the, the home record was becoming a bit of an issue. We knew that, even though there's some teams that have come to Goodison this season that should have been put to bed, you know, packed up and sent home. And we've thrown away a few of those results, namely Fulham and Wolves come to mind early, early on in the season. And it was starting to become a bit of a hoodoo, a bit of a weight around our neck. Um, 
And then to have Newcastle bouncing, the horse punchers coming into town and and just, you know, literally bounce them out. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. 3-0, incredible atmosphere. And then, you know, Chelsea, which to be fair, I, I think we, we didn't preview this game because the amount of games in the week, obviously, but we all knew it was going to be a tough game today because Chelsea, you know, whether we like it or not, I still think Pochettino's a top coach. You know, they're massively breaching FFP, spending a billion, but, you know, never mind, who cares, you know, as far as they're concerned. Um, but um, I knew it'd be a tough game today, both, both because obviously, both, you know, the legs as well, the fact that Sean Dice doesn't like to make that many changes, does he? And, he, and, he, and it was predominantly been the same team most of the week, bar a couple of players. Um, and we ground that out today, like you said, um, an absolutely fantastic win today. Uh, really was. I, I was actually probably more pleased, even though it was more of a battling performance, more pleased almost with today than, than the Newcastle one, if I'm honest, because of the way we won. Do you know what I mean? The way we battled that out and, and, and ground out against, you know, some, some, let's be honest, individually, some very top players there in that, in that team at, at, at Chelsea. And we should be four points clear of them right now. Uh, sadly, we're not. Whether that comes into play, we don't know. We'll see later on in the season, won't we? But considering, mate, let's put this in context. We've had 10 points wrongly taken off us after the international break, which we've all gone on about. Nine nine of those points are back inside eight days. And that's, and that's it, isn't it? That, that, that for me, is, is, is the key. When, when we lost those points, it was very much a case of, well, yeah, we feel massively hard done by. Um, that's, that's a separate battle, almost, uh, which we're, we're dealing with as, as a club, as a fan base. But it's how quickly can we get those points back? And obviously, the first game after the deduction was the United game. And Sean Dice keeps on going on about it and saying, and rightly so, Everton performed well in that game. And it wasn't a 3 0 game. We should have certainly got something from it. Uh, we didn't. But how quickly can we get points on the board after after losing 10? We go to Forest and, and deservedly go there and win the game by one goal to nil. Newcastle comes to town. And, and we comfortably beat them by three goals to nil. And they can have all the excuses in the world, by the way, about playing so many games and we've got a threadbare squad because we've got injuries and things like that. I don't care. Everton Football Club, I've had 10 points taken off them. We've been unable to do a lot of work in the transfer market. We've been, you know, we've been very, very um, clever, I think, both Kevin Thelwell and, and Sean Dyson, the deals that were done in the summer. We haven't got... Uh, a wealth of riches in in every position in the squad, but we've what we have what we have done in, in the last window was what we have brought in has given us a bit more balance. But listen, against Newcastle, by the way, we were missing Amadou Onana and an inf- in, informed James Garner. So there's two key players, by the way. Calvert Lewin missed the game against Forest with injury and came back in to a real physical, difficult game against Newcastle and performed particularly well. So all these excuses that Newcastle will throw out there, and either here nor there, Everton wanted it more. Everton, I thought, played played some real good football at times, and Everton did what they do, and it hit, hit sides on the counter attack and score goals whilst doing so. We say it all the time: we're a decent counter counter attack inside. We just needed to be more clinical, and we've seen it this week. You know, we've done it against against Newcastle, and then today against Chelsea. We gave them even more of the ball. I think they had 71% possession to our 29. doesn't matter. Possession doesn't win football matches. I don't care. You know, people go on about possession all the time. You can have all the football in the world in in 90 minutes.
But if you're not efficient with it or, or effective, it doesn't matter. Chelsea created very little today. Let, let's, you know, Pochettino was saying about they deserve this. They, they, listen, you weren't the better side. Possession doesn't mean anything. Who made the best chances? We did. Who took the chances? We did. It's as simple as that. And Everton totally deserve this week that we've had, the last eight days, it's been a great eight days for us as Everton fans. We deserve it. The players deserve it. The manager deserves it. And and I could not be happier to to come away, you know, just since you know the start of this month now, with these nine points. We've nearly got the ten points back. We're gonna get more back, by the way, on appeal. I'm I'm absolutely convinced of that. But the golden thing for me is we should be looking at European places at this moment in time and looking up. What would we be four points off fifth if we had the ten points? You know, when that, that's I mean, how... like I said before, mate. I mean, you know, you could arguably say we threw away points against Wolves and Fulham. Both of those teams were out, were comfortably outplayed, managed to get a win. Do you know what I mean? So you, you you're looking at them. We're suddenly on twenty nine points then, and we're in the top five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, look, any team can point. You know, they should have, could have. Yeah, I understand that, but that's how far this team has come on. You know, Sean Dyche and 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 his team. You know, deserve massive credit. Let's be fair. If you were to speak to most Everton fans, you know, as as included, when he came in, we were all a little bit ambivalent about it, weren't we? Oh, you know, is, is he in the same mould of a, of kind of an Allardyce, even a Rafa in terms of style of football? And and you know what, that does him a disservice for me. But don't get me wrong, we're, we're not playing 1970s Brazil, are we? We're not. You know what I mean? But we're playing. You know, really. What I would call Everton-style football in a way, or certainly, you know, very sort of Moyes-esque. You know, it almost echoes of Joe Royal's Dogs of War, 94, 95, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just that blood and thunder. You know what I mean? Everyone giving absolutely everything for the shirt. Desire, commitment, and carrying a threat as well. Do you know what I mean? Carrying multiple threats from different, you know, from, from different sides as well as through the middle. And... You know, the Steich and his team deserve absolute massive credit. They really do. Because most of us, and at times, even when we've had a, you know poor runs under him as well in the 11 months he's been here, we've had some little dodgy spells as well. There was a lot of us, us, us included, is he the right man for the job? You know, people are starting to criticise. And, and, you know, he, is, he has faced a hell of a lot since he's come into this football club. A hell of a lot. You know, more recently now a ten point deduction and then going through, you know, going through another tribunal and an appeal that follows that. And 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 he's and he's stayed positive, hasn't he? You know, he's stayed positive. He's he's mentioned it in every presser, and fair play to him, keep it relevant. But what he's done with those players in terms of you know improving a load of players, man of the match today, Mikolenko, for example, phenomenal. And you know. He's what, what, what I'm really more impressed with is how he's kept that mentality. He keeps on going on about it, but he's got that that mentality into the players and never say die attitude, isn't it? You know, now it's us against the world, which has probably galvanized it even more. But him and his team, you know, deserve absolute massive credits. You know, Steve Stone, Ian Wone, they, they deserve huge credit, don't they? Yeah, they all do, of course. And like you say, you know, what, what Sean Dice has been through since he arrived at the club. In, in January uh, is unbelievable. He said uh, in the summer when he was recording for the uh, Nothing Will Be The Same podcast, the BBC series uh, that, that came out, which was obviously was was really well received and, and, and a fantastic series, by the way. What he said on that is he, he think he had enough uh, information and enough things gone on to write three books. I think we can probably put four or five out there now, given what's happened since the summer. So he's operated in 
in massively difficult circumstances, he'd probably argue he was the right man. He's the right man to be in there at this particular point, you know, in terms of how he does speak, what you know, is how he goes about things. I mean, he said after the uh, after the Forest game last week, you know, with, yeah, good win, we'll enjoy it. He said, but we'll go to bed quickly and we'll we'll start again, obviously, with the Newcastle game coming now thick and fast. And exa- exactly what they've done, you know, and as I say, they've gone through adversity. We, we've we're missing our, our two, we were missing our two main centre midfielders against Newcastle. Um, we see today, you know, Seamus Coleman came back in against Newcastle, but then we were missing Seamus Coleman again today because he got a little bit of a niggle. We saw Ashley Young go off injured um, in the in the first half. Obviously, Garner Gay got a got a book and he went, goes off a half time. Onana comes back in, but you know, Decore dropping back in into centre mid on Thursday, and I thought did exceptionally well. Probably one of the best performances I've seen from Decore in Everton shirt. I thought it was absolutely seamless, and he deserves great credit for that. Um, but it's just. You know, it's just it's just nice to see us. You know, well, me me personally speaking, go in the game now, and not not thinking about you know all the doom and gloom and 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 being massively anxious and things like that. As much as you can say, well, you know, we're sitting fourth bottom, we are, but we're not, are we? And we're not going to be, are we? Because we will get some points back and we're, we're in good form. I'm I'm starting to enjoy that match day experience again, and that's down to to the manager and to the players and. You know, the, the, you know, if we go back to Thursday, I won't dwell too much on Thursday, but it's, it's important that we do mention it. Look at, that, look at that third goal for Beto, who, by the way, absolutely delighted for. 29 passes. Now, we can argue whether if it was half hour earlier, we would, we would have seen that kind of goal. But 29 passes. Mikhailenko sent, sending Anthony Gordon for a hot dog and an echo on the on the far side there. And I think nearly every player touches the ball, including Jordan Pickford. Great ball from Patterson down the line to Beto, who... You know, strides through, nearly falls over, keeps his balance, sugs off off their shear and puts it through the goalkeeper's legs. You know, that's... Hey, I was so happy for him, man. You know, so and you know what? I was, I was, I said this to you afterwards. I was so gutted in a way he didn't, he couldn't celebrate it properly because he thought he was off. And that's that again is the other shitness of VAR right there. Do you know what I mean? He should have been sprinting into the Gladys, getting mobbed by everyone. But in his head, I thought he thought he was off. I know the lino didn't flag and whatever, but you know you then have to wait another bloody four minutes for him to find out he's got his goal. Do you know what I mean? Again, killing the guy of his moment. Oh, don't get me wrong; it's still a fantastic moment. You, you know, when he when he hangs up his his boots in years to come, he'll always remember that moment. Do you know what I mean? A superb moment, and really happy for him. He's deserved that. You know, he he took that goal really really well. Yeah, you're right. He stumbled a bit towards the end, but the pace of the lad shares not slow. You know what I mean? He's not slow, and he. And when he did slow down to get the shot off, you know, he just sh- shrugged him off like a little doll, hasn't he? It was almost Lukaku-esque, wasn't it? Get mm. off, lad. I mean, get off me here. And then, and then and the only finish he could probably do at that point, because the keeper's closed the angle, is through his legs, and, and and he did it. And like I said, a little bit gutted. It was his moment was robbed a little, you know, a little bit off him, even though all the players came over, and I thought that was a lovely moment. They clearly loved the lad. And also, Mike, his post-match celebration as well. Uh, sorry, his post-match interview, sorry. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen it. I think you must have retweeted it possibly through the account. But, um, you know, the lad, the lad's like genuinely happy to be a professional footballer number one, isn't he? You know, you, we've heard the story, you know, I think it was Al Bretland that interviewed him saying that he was working at KFC while doing his training, trying to, make, trying to get that pro contract. You know, he's a rarity in the game, isn't he? He's a rarity. In, when do you ever hear a story like that? You know, he's an absolute rarity in the fact that, you know, he's, he's, 
he's gone that route to become a professional footballer and his journey's taken him to Goodison Park. And, you know, the fans have totally embraced him. We love a player like him who gives absolutely everything. And he said that himself, didn't he? I may not have the highest quality, but I'll give absolutely... And, and he's true to his word. He's absolutely true to his word. And, you know, if, if Dom suddenly went out now for a period of games or something, yes, there would be a bit of a drop-off, but you'd actually feel a lot more safe now, wouldn't you, with him playing? Now he's got that first goal, especially. And like you said, I mean, it couldn't have been more fitting for him with all the Olays and Gordon running around like a wasp. And and we've and we've and we've buried it at the end of it. I mean, absolutely brilliant that was. Absolutely so 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 happy for him. Um and like you say, you know, we had to make those changes, we had to make the tweaks in midfield, Ashley Dunn playing down on the right further forward, Coleman coming in, he was let's be honest, before his slight injury was brilliant. And then um I liked Harrison as well playing in that in Decore's role there behind the striker as well. You know, that shows his versatility. And I thought Harrison had a good game. And with Decore dropping a bit deeper, like you said, seamless. Like, you know, he's played there all season. I thought Harrison acquitted himself very well. You know you know what? At the moment, every single player is playing superb, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? There's barely a weak link in the side. And, and you you know, the confidence now flowing flowing through players. Yeah, and, and the team as a unit is, is, is great to watch. Yeah, confidence is a massive thing, of course it is. And, you know, what what, what brings confidence? It, it's winning games of football. But to, to go through what this club and what this side have gone through in the last, you know, two or three weeks or so, and to come out and listen and say, you know what, put two fingers up to the Premier League, put two fingers up to the, to the independent panel that, that deducted the points on the say-so of the Premier League. And what have we done? We've come out fighting. We we said it before. We're, we're hugely galvanised. You know the, the message of we shall not be moved. You know the banners today, by the way, were terrific. We've seen them. We've seen them before. But the Gladys Street was full of them today in terms of you know the banners that have been made by the eighteen seventy eight group, obviously with donations by Evertonians. It's got a lot of traction in the Telegraph post match as well today, by the way. So make sure you have a little read of that. But the Premier League being approached for comments, they won't say anything. You can't even reply to Andy Burnham's second letter with some clarifying points on. So we ain't going to get a response from the Premier League. They'll hide. They've hidden all the way through. So the the our ringmaster, our Chicky Dicky Masters there, we won't be hearing from him. Don't you worry about that. Because they know, they know that there's been a bit of a cock up here. And the one side, which basically you've got it wrong with, it's us. And we've said it before, and we'll say it again. We've messed up. We've made a mistake. We've admitted to it. It ain't worth 10 points. I don't care what anybody says, and I'll argue with any opposition fan. I did it on a Newcastle fan thing before the game on Thursday. You know, when they were, they all think it's funny and there's a couple of people thinking we got our just deser- uh, deserves. And I just, just think, you know, put yourself in, in our shoes. Think about how you would feel if your club was going through exactly the same thing when we're letting certain clubs run the league and dictate how this league is, is run. The Premier League... Didn't think, by the way, that Everton will come out after this 10-point deduction and immediately get nine of them back within four games. I'll tell you that much. So it's 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 fantastic to see what what we are doing as a club, what we're doing as a fan base. And this week has just been absolutely terrific. And we all deserve it. You know, we, we do deserve this this uh this enjoyable week just for once, you know, when and, and we had to start this month on a on a real positive note and pick up points early because of what's to come later on. You know, we'll discuss Burnley shortly, but obviously when you've got the likes of Spurs coming up, he's got a great win today against uh, another poor Newcastle side uh, by four goals to one. 
You've obviously got Manchester City coming as well. You've got to go to Wolves. There's some tricky games coming up, you know, in and around Christmas and, and approaching the new year. So points on the board are massively important. We're four points clear of the bottom three. Um, but let's let let's dive into today if we can. We know obviously Thursday was was exceptional, and I think going to to the match today, I was feeling massively confident. I've got to be honest with you. After the the last two performances, I thought we should be above Chelsea. We should we should have been above them before the kickoff today. Don't forget that. So I think looking at, at what pundits were saying and thinking Chelsea were the favourites, just thought they they just not. They're, they're so uh, hit and miss Chelsea. They're so inconsistent. All we need to do basically is replicate what we saw on on Thursday night. You know, Goodison Park was, was at its fierce and best on Thursday, understandably so. Anthony Gordon coming back in was, was a big thing, and, and you know, it got to him. By the way, Thursday he, it got in his head, big style. He didn't play his normal game. He wanted to give the ball to any other Newcastle player as quickly as he received it, especially first half. He fluffed his lines when he got a chance as well, when he really should have been scoring. So Everton and Goodison Park was at its best on Thursday. But today, I think I think we all went there with, with not, not even hope more. We all thought we were going to win the game. And it was a little bit flat at times because of that. I think there was there was just, we all just thought that this game, really, we should be winning. We should be sitting 10th. We should be beating this kind of side. Um, and it was a little bit of a, it was fairly flattish in the first half. Nothing to separate the two sides. Um, but you know, going to a hard time at nil nil, and and you know the game, the game's there to be won. Um, but even even with us not being not being great, we were still effective. You know, we had a couple of chances first half. We restricted Chelsea to a couple of long range efforts. They weren't doing much themselves. Have all the ball that you want, but even unless you're you're effective, it makes no difference. But what did Sean Dyche say after the game? It's important to find different ways to win a game of football. And yet again today, Everton have done that and in a manner that is just about being that little bit more effective and efficient in front of goal, taking your chances and being clinical. And that's why we won the game today. I think that's a good summary, mate. I think uh, credit to Chelsea in a way, one of the first teams we've seen in a while that have come to Goodison and, and restrictors, really. We've had a lot of games, particularly in the last few weeks, you know, before and after the international break, where we've regularly had, you know, 15, 20 plus shots in games, haven't we? Uh, even like you said, even when we've given up the ball to the opposition, we've we've always been threatening on the counter, threatening from set pieces. And at half time, we'd only had two shots, which is an absolute rarity. You know, when we played United the other week, we've said it numerous times, the scoreline flattered them. Uh, like like in a lot of United games, to be fair, I've said this, you know, how Ten Argwin, um manager of the month, by the way, is an absolute joke. That should be going to Dyche all day for what he's had to deal with. But that's another story. Um, but United haven't been great whatsoever and they weren't great against us. You know, they scored a one in a million worldie, which will go down as goal of the season. And then a penalty that, let's be honest, well, we won't go over old ground, but you know, you know where I'm coming from. And And to be fair, in that first half, we absolutely, you know, even though they scored early, we still had over 20 odd shots, didn't we? In the whole game, was it 24 shots? 24, yeah, yeah 24, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, in some ways, credit to Chelsea there for restricting us, mainly through keeping the ball and being relatively toothless in attack. You know, that's been their biggest issue this season. They can't get Nkunku back quick, quick enough. He, he's, he's, he's a top player. Um, and he will improve them when he comes back into the side. 
But, you know, when you consider the amount of money that this team spent, and also, you know, for me, I, I think Pochettino is, is a world-class manager. If you consider the money they've had to spend, you, you would think they should be doing better than they are. But they're a Jack, Jekyll and Hyde side, aren't they? You know, one minute they can look really good. They look really good against City the other week. And then next minute, you know, they could turn in performances like they did at Old Trafford. Now, they were better than they were at Old Trafford today. They were better than they were at Old Trafford because, you know, they were absolutely dreadful in that game. Uh, and there was a bit of a response from them. But I still, like you, I still fancied us. I still kind of fancy us thinking, look, we're still in this game. They're not really hurting us. There's plenty of jabs going on. No one's really landed a big punch. But if we can get that first goal, we know we know what you've said it numerous times. We know what our record's like since he's come in the team. And he dice, you know what I mean? When we get that first goal, the crowd is bouncing. You know, I've, I've read some quotes uh, after the game. Um, Dice was saying that Pochettino, when he came up to him, pointed to the crowd and said, I wish I had this. I think, you know I, mean? I, blag- I think that was black. I think that was black, by the way. By, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, was it? Well, you know, you know what he's like. He's a wild nation, but I know he takes. A I, I didn't know it was. I just, I just, someone sent me a screenshot, so I don't know what it is. Take yeah. it back. But the the point I'm saying is, and 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 let's be honest. I thought it'd be a funny thing to say, but but let's be honest. That is the truth in a way, though. When Goodison is like that, it's it's better than any ground for me in the Premier League, isn't it? And I hope to God we can replicate that in the new stadium. I'm sure we will. You know, um, it, it was absolutely bouncing again once that goal had gone in, and and Everton, Everton once once that had happened, really they were pretty comfortable, weren't they? I know we dropped off a little bit. The players were looking a bit leggy, which is understandable. The manager made some changes, rightly so, bringing Dom after around sixty minutes. I'm glad he did that. I think he got it slightly wrong by not starting Patterson at right back, but numerous times we've said that he clearly trusts experience over youth in that position. Um, Young was having problems dealing with Mudrick uh, and, and he went off with a knock in the end, didn't he? But Mudrick was causing a lot of problems down that side with his pace. And uh, when Patterson came on, the biggest compliment I can pay to him is arguably their biggest threat at that point was was nullified. I mean, Patterson was body shape. His body shape was brilliant when he was facing 1v1. You know, and um, Palmer as well also carried a threat. I think he's a very good player, by the way. Palmer was carrying a threat, technically very good. Uh, probably their biggest goal threat, in fairness. But again, we dealt with him. I thought Branthwaite again and Tarkovsky were outstanding. And and what can you say about Mikalenko? I, I can eat a, a huge dose of humble pie with this kid. You know what I mean? Because out of all three of us, I've probably been the most critical of him in terms of what he offers us. Um, you know, I never, I was never critical of him defensively. We all knew he was a good defender, but you know, and, and still remains a fantastic defensive fullback. And um, but he, he is offering us more going the other way. He's got a couple of goals this season. Um, you know, fair play to the lad. He, he, he is playing at the peak of his game right now in terms of confidence as well. Um, so you know, roll on Michael Keane against Burnley next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that shortly. Obviously, with Jack. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, Jared Bransby picking up his uh, fifth booking of the season, so that will change things against Burnley. But yeah, you know, you, you mentioned quite a few players there from from today. Mikhailenko, I think, came away with the with the man of the match. You know, understandably, rightly so. Thought he was terrific. I think the the biggest thing with Mikhailenko that we're seeing, the biggest difference that we're seeing, is he looks a bit stronger and he looks a bit more muscular. And he's adapting to the Premier League now. We you know we we look at when he first came in. I've said this before. Look at what the lad's been through, though. A young player leaving his, his country, 
that obviously he he's play, he's played football and that he was born in. You know, they, they go through or they're going through, you know, a war. Um, they had family fighting, and I've said this before. It's hard to adapt to a new country's way of life, and obviously a much quicker, much more physical style of football in the Premier League. The kid has taken time to adapt, understandably so. But obviously, like when you sign any new player, football fans always want an instant impact, and you know it. it it's one of those. He's taken a bit of time, but he's put the extra work in to get there. He looks stronger. He looks quicker. Looks more physical. His reading of the game is definitely, definitely improved. I thought he was terrific today. I thought he was fantastic against Newcastle. You know, he, he just, he pockets wingers at this moment in time. You know, Gordon swapped sides a couple of times. Uh, made no difference to Michalenko. No problem at all. He had Sterling in his pockets at those all game when he came on today. Um, it was just, he's just being terrific. But I thought, special mention, and we'll, we'll go through the goals in a second, but I thought today, after being ill and missing the Newcastle game, James Garner was absolutely fantastic today. Some of those tackles he was throwing in were just superb. You know, timing was was impeccable. Um, obviously, we know he's a good footballer. You know, some some good some good passes along the way. Of course, uh, his reading of the game's good. He's just he's just an all action busy central midfielder, and he's one of those players who who's just going to get better and better. But I thought he was terrific today. Um, but Yet again, the, the, the player who, who comes up with the goods with the first goal after, obviously, his goal in midweek against Newcastle is 11th goal in 31 appearances under Sean Dice for Abelard de Corre. And it's got to be said, you know, Calvert-Lewin really should have scored. I've, I've seen it back a couple of times. Now, he'll be, he'll be a bit upset not he hasn't scored himself there. Um, got a little tug. You get a little tug, to be fair, but got to be scoring. But what a finish from Decore. You know, how often do we do we think he, he looks a little bit uh, all over the place at times? But some of the goals he scored, you know, we look at, at uh, Bournemouth last season, of course. We look at the, the goal he scored um, against Brentford as well this season. This one today, the technique to, to control that ball and keep it down uh, and with power into the corner, it's got to be said, he, he's, he's, becoming, he's becoming a real threat, isn't he? Yeah, mate, and he laced it as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say ninety percent of players would have sl- tried to slot that side foot. It, he's absolutely laced it. But that sums him up anyway. Then the fact he's absolutely smashed it, and it's flew into the bottom corner. Um, I agree with you on Dom. I think it was a lovely. McNeil did brilliant, by the way. Firstly, got across his man uh, in Gallagher, and lovely way to pass. You know, good run by Dom, blind side of the defender. And and he was a, the keeper. He's come flying. I think he's think scared of getting clattered, isn't he? And, you know, he probably should have dinked it in hindsight. You know, in the end, he just hit it straight at him and then obviously clattered straight into him. But then, he took um, one, didn't he? Because he was, he was down. He did took one. He took a big blow, yeah. I think he got yeah, winded, didn't he? He did. He took one. Took one to the ribs. Um, so maybe a dink would have been probably the, the best outcome there with the keeper being so close. But fortunate in a way that it's came straight. You know, it has bounced for us. And it's bounced with the Corey there. But he's still got a bit to do. So there's players back, the keeper's rushing back as well. The keeper's thinking he's going near post and he's rifled it in the bottom corner, in the far corner. Um, superb finish, mate. Um, you've got to give him massive credit since he's come back in to, to the folding. There was a lot of links with him away from the club, particularly during Lampard's time, wasn't he? Lampard didn't fancy him. Um, but, you know, he, he's been instrumental, uh, instrumental in keeping us up towards the end of last season. And he's carried that form on into this season. Uh, leading goal scorer now, isn't he? So 
you've, you've got to give him huge credit. You know, he should be aiming now for me. Yeah, I wouldn't even if he stays fit. I wouldn't even say double figures. I should if I was him, I'd be aiming for fifteen goals. You know what I mean? Fifteen goals is you know we're not even halfway through the season yet. He's already got six. So you know then. I think I think you're slightly optimistic there, um, but I think I mean double figures most definitely that goes without no, saying. I, I genuinely think so, mate. Where the position he plays, he's making those late runs into the box. If he stays fit, we know Dice doesn't like to mess around with the team. It's not as if he's going to be, you know, in in the side one one minute out the next or half an hour, you know, here and there. We don't, we're not really blessed with that with the depth of our squad, are we? Yeah, I I genuinely think he should be looking at twelve to fifteen goals. You know, obviously you're right. If he got it, you'd say bloody hell, well done. What I'm saying to you is, if Dice, if Dice's man managing him, there going, I'd be saying to him, get to fifteen, son. Break the season down into thirds. You know what I mean? And um, I, you know, it, it's not beyond his capability when you think about it, mate. He's 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 got an all-round threat. He, some of his finishes this season have been brilliant as well. You know, uh, remember that goal at Sheffield United? Superb, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely brilliant finish. So, um, let's see. But at the end of the day, the team is flying at the minute, and and you know, when you look at it now, I, I cannot wait for that cup game against Fulham. Fulham have scored fourteen goals in the last three games. They won five nil for t- for the second consecutive match. You know that's come out of nowhere, hasn't it? So probably, arguably, two of the most informed sides due to meet each other in the, in in a what just over a week in the cup. Yeah, you know, a game that we looked at uh, when when the draw was made, thinking oh, we'll have that at home. You know, they were in great form, but they they certainly turned things around. And unlucky, by the way, not to beat Liverpool at Anfield. They were three two up with about what was it about five six minutes to go, and and they shift two two quick goals, and then they've gone. Gone back to their place and and they've they've won two games consecutively five nil, one against Forest, one against West Ham. You know, I mean West Ham especially is saying you know Mugs under David Moyes. You know, so they've started to score goals and going to be a real threat. Makes makes for an interesting game, but obviously we've got a big game before then against Burnley, which we'll discuss shortly. Um, but obviously back to back to today's game against against Chelsea, and you know we, we go one nil up. Chelsea push that Everton went, you know, sort of sat back as we do. You know, Sean Dice always says we don't coach the players to do that, but naturally players will try to sit on a lead if they can. Um, and then we make the make the, the change. Obviously, um, we've already made a couple of subs. Last the young going off and Patterson coming on. That was late in the first half. Great to see Patterson come back in and hopefully, you know, he, he does now get some some more consistent game time and then. Amadou Onane, vigorous half-time warm-up and he was on for the booked Azizagana gay, which was the right sub to make, I thought, at the time. But then Lewis Dobbin gets the nod ahead of ahead of um, Dan Juma, which I thought was, at the time, I thought, it's strange. And what's, what's Dan Juma thinking, by the way, at this particular point? Because he's not really had much of a look in at all, especially in recent weeks. And he sees a young kid of 20 years of age coming on uh, to for Jack Harrison. And I thought, it's bold by the manager. You know, I know we slate Sean Dice's substitutes uh, at or lack of them at the best of times, but I thought, that's bold. We haven't seen Dobbin. I know he's played quite a bit for the 21s and he's he's played well for them, to be fair, scored scored their goals. So, he looks sharp for the 21s, hasn't he, apparently? He has. I mean, it's a, just a totally different level. But what, obviously what it does is it keeps, keeps him fit, doesn't it? And keeps him match fit. So when you're called upon, then, you know, take your chance and... And take his chance, he did. You know, later on, obviously, stop its time. Uh, we're looking to, you know, we got a corner. And I, the, the fella in front of me saying, oh, let's try and get a second goal. I went, like, all I can see here is us just literally 
sitting in the corner and holding the ball. And then we, we, we put a ball in. Their keeper who came on, was a Petrovic, come on for uh, Sanchez. And he flaps at it, terrible. And then there's, there's Lewis Dobbin, left foot, absolutely superb strike of the ball into the into the bottom of the net and wild scenes and, and fantastic. You know, when you have kids score the first goal like that, uh, at, at home especially, it, it, it means the world. And Sean Dice said after the game, you know, I'm not into all this these dancing celebrations. He said, I, said, I like the rawness and the emotion, which is what we saw with Lewis Dobbin. He got lost in the under the sea of bodies in the end. He went to get up and then I was on top of him and he was never to be seen for about, about two minutes. Um, but the emotion and the rawness of that particular moment Again, the noise that, that greeted the goal, making sure the game was put to bed. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That, that's, that, that's football for me, you know, in terms of those, those moments. And great for Lewis Dobbins to get his first goal and, and bring him some, some confidence and improvement to the mind. You listen, when you give me a chance, I'm going, I'm going to take it. I can do a job for you. That's a really, really good point, that. You know, if you're, if you're Dan Juma now, what you're thinking... You know, and the only thing you can think of is, is Dobbin's got his chance because the way he, the way he's training it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, if some rumours are to be believed, albeit the rumours is you know Dan Juma isn't isn't the best trainer. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, whether we know that or not, only people who are you know inside inside Finch Farm will know that. But it wouldn't kind of surprise me because he's barely had a look in. You know, how has he reacted to McNeil coming to take his place? Well, the fact he's not barely had a sniff since tells you. A little bit about the lad's attitude, you know. If that's me, there, I've started the first few games of the season. I've looked sharp in some of those games, and then McNeil's come in and taken my place. I'm thinking, right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna absolutely play my backside off here in training to try and make, get the managers to make a decision. And he hasn't really taken it, has he? And, and credit to Dobbin, you know, very rarely would the manager go with with youth. Um, as he's shown so far uh, during his tenure at Everton, but he, he went with with Lewis, a big call, and he was vindicated, wasn't he? And 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 like you said, the balls come to him there. It's not an easy, not an easy uh, technique that he's he's got his he's got his weight over the ball, he's got his knee over the ball, he's drilled it into the ground, and it's a hell of a finish. We all know he's got an, you know he's got a decent dig on him, um, but you know that, that that's a good finish that. Um, I was going to say through a sea of bodies, but most of them were to the right, weren't they? At uh, the back post, and 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 he, he rifled it in probably the only place he could probably hit it and score, uh, and and really chuffed for that. That sealed the game. I don't know where they got seven minutes from, by the way. Absolute joke. It was the ten. It was place, ten against the, Newcastle. The place, yeah, the same place he got ten minutes from against Newcastle. They, they, they literally, someone said by me. I think they literally put the hand into a bag of balls with numbers on and just pick one out because I can't see how oh, they mate, work it's, out. It's a joke, mate. It's a joke. Yeah, most of the games seem to be averaging around about the five mark now. You know what I mean? Uh, more recently, you know, we saw with Spurs today who had a good win. There was a five. You know what I mean? And and you know, ten in the week and then seven is just an absolute joke. Uh, luckily, it hasn't impacted us. But those seven minutes, you're thinking there. You know, could it could it happen similar to what happened in the Brighton game? Could they get a fluky goal? You know what I mean? Which obviously Brighton got, which got them an equaliser. Anything can happen. You know that. And, you know, we were just thinking, please, God, just let us get these three points here because, you know, overall, I would say, despite not having the ball, we, we probably deserved it. And, and, and you know, the XG will tell you that as well. And, you know, for those people who pay attention to that. Um, but, you know, honestly, massive result. Um, and, you know, really chuffed for the young lad, as you were saying there, to, to get his first Premier League goal for us. And, you know, hopefully... 
hopefully he'll get a few more. You know, at the end of the day, is he going to get in the team when we play Burnley? Unlikely. But, you know, he's shown the manager now in that little cameo, you know, you can trust me. Uh, and and he's, come up, he's come up with a goal there that's buried the game. Yes, and, and it, you know, in a squad like ours, when you, you are short in certain areas and you do need to utilise a squad, especially during this bit this busy period in and around Christmas, and we've seen already, you know, we're really just into December, really. Um, and, and, you know, we've played three games in eight days and it, it doesn't get any any easier. Obviously, we've got a game next weekend, then we've got Fulham in the Cup. Then, obviously, we've got um, got the Spurs game, haven't we, away? That's just, this is all before Christmas. So, three more games before Christmas even hits. So, it's it's a busy, busy time. Um, so, everyone has got to pull the weight. And when they get a chance, take your chance. You know, we, we've seen various players used today with the substitutes that have been made. And and those players are all going to be used, especially throughout this month. Um, so, so, massively, massively important. But a great win, a great way to end this week. You know, eight days, which is seeing Everton. Get nine of the ten points back, uh, which we were wrongly, not wrongly taken off us, um, and and it's fantastic. We've you know, six goals scored, not non conceded, which which again is fantastic to to see Everton. I think we've got now six clean sheets in ten games. I think we've won nine out of the last thirteen in all competitions. That's some record that for a side of a fourth bottom, and that's why I say ignore the table. It means absolutely nothing at this moment in time. So th- th- we we are a side. Very, very near the top of the form table. We're excited. Should be looking at those European places. That's a, that's that's where we are. So when when we go into games, we should have confidence. We should have, have a belief that we we can beat the majority of sides and certainly get points from games um, where maybe last season we we thought we were the underdogs and and we'll be lucky to get something from them. Uh, where you know today was a prime example. Newcastle came to Goodison Park last, last season and steamrolled us four one. And one of probably the lowest points that we've faced in recent years as Everton fans. You know, a lot of people said when they left that game last season that they thought that was the end of Everton in terms of surviving in the Premier League. So it's amazing how our things can turn around. And that's what I said. You know, the credit's got to go to the manager, his coaching staff, and the players for buying into it and for and for adjusting and for adapting uh, and to you know understanding what their roles are in in a system which is now working particularly well. Um, but one thing I want, I want to just just note before we, we we take a break and discuss the Burnley game, going back to Thursday, Jordan Pickford, exceptional, exceptional scenes, by the way. And what, what I'll say, you know, Newcastle fans give him shit for 90 minutes every single time he plays against them. So, you know, when you give, when you give him shit and you bring your, your blow-up dinosaurs and stuff like that, you've got to then learn to, to actually take it. And the, the scenes from Pickford after, after the goals, the end of the game where... Everyone wants to fight him for, for, for some reason. You know, you see Jones and Bruno Guimaraes start to have a go. Gordon was over there. Um, you know, they're all having, having a little pop. And, and Jordan Pickford takes a lot of stick from Newcastle fans. But it was great one at least to sort of for him to come away with a clean sheet. We know Sunderland fan. Obviously, that's where we got him from. He's He doesn't like them. They don't like him. But it was nice to see Jordan Pickford on the... On the uh, the right end of the results and, and and great for him to be able to celebrate it, I think, in the manner that, that he did. Oh, man, I was loving that at the end. Absolutely loving it. I, before that as well, you know, when he was doing the slow-mo save and dropping to the floor as well. I mean, that was <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Obviously, that's probably what they were wound up about. He says to Isaac, doesn't he? Isaac's probably said to him, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And he's just like, 
you know, at the end of the day, like you said, if you're going to take abuse from the opposition fans and he's regularly done that home and away, then, you know, you've got to be prepared to take it back. And obviously they weren't happy at the end. Um, I think it was, it was it Shah that came in initially. Um, yeah, and he, he came was, yeah. flying in. And then obviously uh, uh, Bruno after that. And um, I love the way Pickford just lobbed his gloves on the floor ready for a straightener as well, didn't he? <laughs> he was just literally like, come on, let's have it. And then Tarkovsky comes bouncing in as well. And then his comments, like, I didn't really know what was going on. I just love it. I want to go in and push a few people around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't take him on, would you? I mean, Jesus, no. I mean, he's a unit. Um, but yeah, and even today, you know, Chelsea were wound up after the game today as well. Um, and, you know, loving to see that, the players getting in there. I think Patterson was grabbed around the neck, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, by uh, by Nicholas Jackson, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, maybe they should look into that then if they're going to start doing sort of like those sort of things. And um, But yeah, really... You know, Patterson loves it as well. You can tell he does. Um, so, yeah, going back to Jordan, I think he, he he deserves massive credit for his form, Mike. You know, there was games at times. He's, he's, he's been arguably our most consistent player, I think, for the last few years now. He's been brilliant. You could probably count on one hand how many mistakes he's done. You know, and for a keeper, that is that is testament to you, isn't it? Because they will make mistakes. You know, arguably, you'd probably say Allison is probably the best keeper in the league right now. And, and, you know, he's made some howlers over the time as well. So, huge credit to, to Pickford. He's been a big reason why we've stayed up in, in the hard couple of seasons we've had. And, and you know, he stood by us as well, because I can tell you now there would have been clubs sniffing around him, but he's, he signed a new contract. He's made it clear. He loves being here. So, huge credit to the lad. He's, 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 he's fast becoming, um, you know, if he stays and sees that his career at the club, he'll, for me, he'll go down as a as a club legend, really. Um, look, I mean, you can argue, say, has he won anything? Hopefully, he will have something to win. Uh, um, but, you know, for me, in terms of the, the tough season we've had recently, he's stood up and been counted, hasn't he? Yeah, he did. one thing that you can't question has been his attitude and... Um, he's certainly a player we've discussed him many times he, he's become massively important to, to this football club and certainly one of the major reasons why we've stayed in the Premier League so it was nice to have that moment on, on Thursday thoroughly deserved it uh, the fact that it wound them up even more was was great you know I'm, I'm, I'm all for all for that you know as I say if you want to do it to players then fine but then make sure that when they give it back to you, you you're gracious with it and you can take it you know simple as that uh, but uh, best keepers in Southall, mate. Isn't he? I'd say. Yeah, I mean, people people will argue. Obviously, Nigel Martin was terrific. We got him at the sort of back end of his career. Tim Howard had, had a few decent years as well. I certainly think in in the last sort of two or three years, he's proven that he he, he is the best we've had since Southall. In in our opinion, you know, people can certainly disagree with that, of course. But um, I, I think he's certainly proven his worth. He's he's proven his transfer fee to be correct, uh, and you know, he he still got his his best years ahead of him as well. You probably argue. So a player who, you know, we've we, we've seen the best of in the last couple of years, and and someone who's got that that great that great connection with the fans, and that that's been proven in, in recent weeks, especially. Um. So so yeah, great, I great his distribution to today was excellent as well. By the way, I know, I know that can be hit and miss sometimes with him, but I thought his distribution, his kicking today was brilliant. Yeah, we we've seen obviously one of his one of his major attributes when we first got him was was the fact that we um. We had a goalkeeper who could distribute it. And that first season, he was great. And it sort of tailed off. But it tailed off with his form. 
you know, in terms of the fact that it took sort of getting a sports psychologist in, in his ear and having sessions with them to really help him uh, to deal with his emotions. And, you know, it is still a little bit hit and miss, but there was some lovely, lovely balls today going out to the, each, you know, either wing, taking the pressure off the middle of the park as well. So really important. Um, and we've seen it. We've seen it, especially yet again, I think, at times, how, how good this distribution can be. You know, even ball out of his hand going long, you know, playing in like the core and Calvert-Lewin out of his hands, you know, little things like that. Really important. It turns it turns the game around quite quickly and takes pressure off the back four. Um, so he's been, he's been brilliant, of course. But we could sit here and wax lyrical about a lot of players from the last week, especially. Uh, but it's been a great week. Um, but, like I say, games come thick and fast and there's a big game coming up next Saturday against Burnley, a side, obviously, you have struggled since you've come back into the Premier League, but a side we find ourselves competing with at this moment in time because of our point deduction. And we're going to discuss that after this short break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the second part of today's Unholy Trinity podcast as we look ahead to the the shift to Burnley for Everton coming up next uh, next Saturday, half past five game it is on the televised game. And like I said before the break there, Burnley have, have struggled somewhat since they've come up. Uh, obviously, Vincent Company is the, the manager there. They currently find themselves sitting 19th on eight points. So we've got five, a five-point buffer on, on Burnley. Uh, got a good point. It's got to be said away at Brighton this weekend, and, and a point probably you, you'd say that they they were unexpected, or it was unexpected for them to actually get. Um, but I mean, looking at the heart of that game, Lee, it was a game where Brighton will be doing a lot of missed chances, a lot of good saves. It's got to be said by by uh, Safford, the the, the Burnley goalkeeper. Um, but they seem to be. This is just obviously from what I've seen of them. We've seen them at Goodison Park already. In the in the Carabao Cup, and they they had quite a bit of the ball. They had more than us, but they they weren't effective with it. It's probably the most polite way of putting it. And they, they seem to want to play the way that they played in the Championship in the Premier League. And it, I think it's a very very difficult transition to to actually replicate that brand of football when you do come up. But they have struggled, haven't they, Lee, in terms of getting their identity and you know playing that same way that they did in the Championship. 
in the Premier League. And as I say, as we speak, they've only got eight points from 16 games and find themselves in, in quite a bit of trouble. Yeah, we got a glimpse, like you said, of them in the Cup, didn't we? And um, I'll be honest with you, they were very neat on the eye. They kept the ball really well. Obviously, that's the way they want to play football. This, that's the principles of, of Vincent Company, the way he sees the game. Um, they were fantastic coming up last season, the way they played. They've found out very quickly how the jump from, obviously, the Championship to the Premier League is a huge jump. The levels are huge. Um, and the way you want to play, if you want to play that style of football, you arguably need better calibres of play than than they obviously, obviously do have. Um, but when they came to us, as I said, you know, I thought they played really well. Um, again, didn't really carry much of a threat. We were very solid and then you know, the victory was fairly comfortable in the end. But I, re- I remember watching that game. I thought Sander Burge in midfield was 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 very good for them, the way he played. I think he's, he's an athlete. He's a big lad. He's technically very good. Plays that holding role very well. Um, but since that result we played in the Cup, they have had a little bit of a resurgence, haven't they? Like you said, they've, they, they've picked up a little bit. They've had their, uh, a good win. They were unlucky, like you said, against Brighton. Um, but I think... It'll be it'll be a trickier game, obviously, because we've we've got two key two key players out now in terms of uh, like you were saying there in terms of Jared and um, Garner Gay. And um, while Sonana can slot in and will play, hopefully if he's fit and he stays, his calf doesn't give him too many more issues. You know, we've got a weak dress now, which will be massive for us, by the way, because you know the players have looked leggy. Providing Onana doesn't have a flare up of his of his calf and he'll slot straight in. So it'll be interesting to see what the manager does at centre half there because since since Branthwaite's come in, you've just mentioned there six clean sheets in ten, which is phenomenal. And um it'd be interesting to see who he brings in. Now the logical thing we'll see he brings Keane straight in. Um he is obviously a bit, you know, a big fan of Keane. Uh, he stayed loyal to him. A lot of us have said he's been blindly loyal to Keane. I'd probably still agree with that. But it'll be interesting to see what he does. You know, will it will he go with potentially Godfrey in there, maybe? Um, you just don't know. I do think Keane will get the nod. Um, but, you know, this is not a Burnley team that'll be coming there looking to drop in aerial bombs, will they? You know what I mean? They'll be wanting to get on the ball and play. This is not this, your typical Burnley play, uh, team of years gone by. Um, so I, th- I, I, do think, I do think it'll be a tricky game. Um, but, you know, but as I said before, the confidence the players have got now... Um, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion. We go there and win by it, but and and Dice will be saying that to them. The last thing you want to do is go in there, assume that you're just going to walk walk over and win. Um, but you know, it'd be an interesting game. Definitely be an interesting game to see how it plays out. I think we will definitely let them have the ball and and play that we did when we played them at Goodison. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be a similar kind of game. You know, we we've seen it. Everton don't really. Go away from the, uh, the the tactic of of having less of the ball because we we know what we need to do in terms of out of possession, which is really important, and we know we can be we can uh, do that that job particularly well as long as we are we are clinical in when we get our chances, and we saw that today. Everton were clinical, you know. We think we only had nine shots, um, which is not a lot for Everton really, given what we've seen in recent weeks. You know, we think it was twenty one against Newcastle, twenty four against Man United. You know, we do create chances we haven't got done all season. So today, I think Chelsea had, had 16 shots. So we we had to win the game differently, as as we've said already at the start of the show. And I think it'll be similar in terms of going to Burnley. 
and and letting them have the ball. But I'd fancy to create a few more chances than what we actually saw today. Um, and you know, given we can get through this week without any more injury concerns, we know we lost Ashley Young in the first half today, but be quite happy for, for Patterson to come in and take that particular position. We know Seamus Coleman's going to be probably another week or so before he comes back after a, a little niggle post post days. Uh, well, he came off the new, on Thursday against against Newcastle. Uh, Do we know what Coleman's done, mate? Has he come out and said anything? He just said that Sean Dyke said that he was back on the treadmill after the Newcastle game the day after, and he had to drag him off. Uh, but said it's nothing, nothing serious. He said it's minor. He said so. He's touch and go for next week, which obviously is Burnley. Uh, but a chance for the following week because obviously we've got Fulham, we've got Spurs. So hopefully Seamus is back in the squad. There, it's one of those when you have such a long term injury, you're going to have a situation or situations where you do um, break down, have little niggles along the way, which is is part of the course. Um, so we had a little niggle. Rightly went off. Uh, did play on for a little bit actually. Uh, I was watching him. Um, and he's he's one of those players. I mean, you, you saw his reaction at the end of the Newcastle game, didn't you? Where he's going to the Gladys Street, and he, he loves it, doesn't he? He loves the club, and and he leads in the front, and and he's he was the perfect player, I think, to come back in in that game against Newcastle because he, again, he marshaled Anthony Gordon particularly well. He had no issue at all with that, and we've seen it time and again with Seamus Coleman in his latter years. You know, Arsenal last season, brilliant. You know, Salah he does well against Salah. Um, so it's one of those, one of those where little niggle, not the end of the world, but we've got a couple of players missing, but obviously a couple of players coming back in. O'Nana and J- James Garner, obviously Calvert Lewin's come back in um, against against Newcastle, so he's he's back in the, in the picture. You know, we played them what sixty five minutes today, so probably being managed a little bit, I'd say, um, with obviously so many games to come. So we've got options, which is really important. Um, and I fully expect probably O'Nara to come in to the middle of midfield with James Garner, take take uh, Garner out of the situation, say Patterson in for Ashley Young, um, and then away we go again. But Ever- Everton will be quite happy to play the same kind of game we saw at Goodison Park against Burnley, and and just do what we what we normally do. Uh, but really important game, isn't it? You know, given the fact that we are only four points clear of them, you know, wrongly in in all our opinions, I'm sure. But this, that's you know we are where we are. At this moment in time, so the, the important thing, I think, the message really is, don't lose. Is probably the message is what I would say. If you come away with a draw, not the end of the world. And I know we'll be probably a bit disappointed if we don't win the game. But you know, we, we've given ourselves a great chance the last the last three games. You know, it's been a tough eight days for the for the players. They they've all had to had to work massively hard to to pick up those nine points. Um, it's taken its toll a little bit on certain players. It's been a difficult period, so a bit of rest at the start of, of this week. Um, but I'd just say, Lee, go there. Don't lose the game is probably the, the key message. Yeah, and I'd agree with that. I, I was just looking at the game um, in the cup when we played them. and You know, I remember I was there for the game. I remember watching it, actually. And like I said, it, it, it was pretty much played out as a thought. They had 62% of the ball in that game. Only had three shots, one on target. Obviously, we had thirty-eight percent and fourteen shots, five on target. You know, there's a there's a common theme here, isn't there? In terms of the way you know, Dice is clearly wanting us to play. How many times we've we bemoaned over the last few years at times where you know Lampard certainly had a philosophy, but did we have the players to play that way? I'm trying to play out from the back, trying to dominate possession. You know, you, you can clearly see now with the makeup of the squad we've got that we. You know, we clearly suit this style of play. 
Um, you know, we're not going to play through the lines. We're not going to play, you know, Postacoglu style football, which is, you know, great to watch if you like, if you like, if you're a Spurs fan currently. But you know, we're finding a different way to win games. And 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 like I said before, this, this is echoes of of, of, of Moyes at times. This team and and, that, and by the way, that's a huge compliment to give to Dyche because Moyes, you know, he did, you know, he had a long time at the club and he had us did. You know, at first when he came in, he, he did have us playing almost this style of football, didn't he? And over time, he added to it, and then you know, gradually over time, we started, you know, certainly having more of the ball during his during his tenure, and we, we would play some good stuff. That's not to say we don't play some good stuff under Dice as well. We do, um, but it certainly suits us to let other teams have the ball and as, as exploit the, the, the you know the space when we win it back. We have become you know very much a transition team, haven't we? Um, and and that suits very much suits the makeup of the players that, that make up the team right now. And I, I still think we'll go there full of confidence, like I said, but not overconfidence. That's what we don't want now. You know, West Ham have put a few results together before that result today would have bounced into that game today thinking we can get something against Fulham and, and you know, absolutely been pulled apart. So, you know, we don't want to go in there thinking that. But I do think, you know, it will follow a very similar pattern. Like I said, I think they'll have a lot of the ball. We've just got to make sure we stay solid like we have been um, and we don't miss, miss Branthwaite too much. Um, and I do think we carry more of a goal threat than they do. I think that's pretty evident so far this season. Yeah, we, we, we do, of course. You know, our goal difference now is back to zero. So, scored 20 and conceded 20. Um, I think that's, you know, look at look at the the table and the, that's a big the big difference, isn't it? Is the fact that our goal difference is a goal difference of a side that should be mid-table. Uh, Bernie's is currently minus eighteen, uh, which is which is quite a quite a stuff off with them scoring uh, scoring sixteen goals but conceding thirty-four. So they you know they are there for the taking in terms of the fact that we should be creating chances, we should be scoring goals in in that particular game. Um, obviously, the, the the massive loss in terms of Jared Brantwaite. I mean, you know, I watched his reaction today when he got that book. And he, he knew he knew himself it was always going to be a tight one to actually try and get through the next few games before the uh, it goes to ten bookings before you get a one game ban. It was always going to be difficult, so it was always going to come. The way that he plays, he quite often, you know, throws in throws in tackles when he's when he's uh, sliding across the floor. So it can happen, you know. So Michael Keane probably going to be the one who comes in. Um, we'll see, but it's it's one of those we we should. We should be able to. We should have enough, in my opinion, to come away with all three points. It, it should be as simple as that. You know, obviously football's not simple, and like you just said, then you know you can you can be on a great run of form and go in there with all the confidence in the world, but you can still come away like like we've seen today, where West Ham have been absolutely stuffed 5-0 by Fulham. So it can happen to any side, and and runs always come to an end. But either way, we put ourselves in a good position. The, the players and the manager must be feeling really good about how things are going with this moment in time. We've got to feel confident that we've got more than enough to go there and win the game. We've got we've got match winners. We've got players who are scoring goals and like said Dwight McNeil, the core. Obviously, Bessel got off the mark in the Premier League as well. Cavett Lewin's due a goal, which which I think he you know we need to, to to probably get one sooner rather than later for his own good. You know he's still working near the yard and and he's still a massive massive asset for us. Obviously, but as a striker, he want to score goals. So we've got players there who are full of confidence and we've got a, a collective side and squad there who must be really, really happy and content with how things are going. So for me, it, you know, we should be going there looking to win the game. But 
let's have your prediction, Lee, if we can. Let's round off with the with a prediction for the, for the Burnley game. How do you see it going? Like I said before, I think it'll follow a very similar pattern to the Cup game. I think they'll have a lot of the ball, providing we stay solid and don't make any stupid mistakes. Um, you know, the balance of the defence will be upset a little bit. We know that. Um, but let's hope, like I said, we stay pretty solid. Uh, if we can do that, uh, as I said, I, I fancy us carrying way more of a goal threat than them. Um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say 3-1 Everton. I'm, I'm, I was going to... I was going to be a little bit more... Um, I was sort of on the 3-1, 4-1 fence, maybe. But I've gone a bit more conservative. I'm going to go for a 2-1. I think, it, I think it'll be... It will be a game that is probably a bit more difficult than maybe it, it might have been a few weeks ago. I think Burnley do look that little bit brighter in terms of what I've seen in in the last sort of couple of couple of games or so. You know, to go to Brighton and get a point is 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 certainly you know nothing to 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 be to be ashamed of. Brighton, as we know, in recent times have have done done really really well. Um, we know how good of a possession side they are. Um, so great ticket for them to get a point there. So they seem to have turned a little bit of a corner, I think, after seeing them play that game. Um, you know, matches matches before then, you know, they lost one nil to to Wolves again. It wasn't a bad performance. And then obviously the the battered Sheffield United by five goals to nil. This is obviously all before they they changed the manager um, and they did go they go down to ten men. But they do seem to be that little bit more competitive. Bernie, maybe things are starting to click. Maybe. The, the the insistence of Vincent Company to play the same way that they were in the championship is starting to pay off a little bit. But I still think we should have enough. I really do. So two goals to one is conservative. Um, but as I said, the most important thing is is to not lose the game. That that's really important. Can we just keep on get have the points ticking over, keep on trying to pull away from from the sides below us, not letting them gain any ground on us is probably the really important thing to take from that. Um that remains to be seen. But I'll probably give the, the players a couple of days rest after a busy, busy week or so. Give them a couple of days off before they, we come back in and, and hit hit the ground running, hopefully before we, we go to Burnley on Saturday. But that is us for today. Um, congratulations as well. We, we've just drawn our, our Christmas competition before we came on air today. Um, so Paul Meek was the winner on the, on Twitter there. So great for him. Hopefully it, uh, it makes his... It makes his Christmas with uh, with four tickets to that Carabao Cup quarter final, a hundred pound of Everton one, Everton two vouchers, fifty pounds from Amazon, and fifty pounds for Marks and Spencer's as well. So hopefully it'll be, be a nice Christmas for Paul and his and his family. Um, By the way, that is what, what an awesome pre- uh, gift that is before Christmas, mate. I know you've put this together. Um, you know, huge credit for obviously um, for you pulling it all together and. Just nice to be able to do that over Christmas. You know what I mean? Hopefully, like I said, that'll go a long way. Um, and you know, many thanks to everyone who's who's given us, you know, a, a follow, a retweet, and everything within like that to get it out there. Um, it's just nice to be able to do that over Christmas. Certainly, it's, we know it's tough out there right now. Don't we? It's been a really tough year for a lot of us. And um, you know, it's just nice to be able to do that over Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I'm, what people might not realise is the reason that we can do these kind of things. It's because you listen to the show, basically. Yeah, so yeah. people who listen to the show helps us. 
uh, it brings in a little bit of revenue, which what, what we do with our revenue is we, we like to, to give it back to Everton fans and listeners and followers. So anytime you, you do listen to us, that, that's what you're doing. And you're allowing us to, to be able to sort of help people and give a lot of stuff away, which we've done you know, this season. We, we've given a hell of a lot away because we, we can do it because you listen to us. And that's, that's the really important thing. So we do appreciate that. And obviously, any kinds of follows across social media, any kind of um, subscriptions across Spotify, iTunes, you know, any any kinds of reviews on there, they all go to help us build the show, do a bit more work, help a few more people, give a lot more away. So we do appreciate that. So it's been great to have everybody on board and have, have the, the listener base growing uh, month, month by month in what's been difficult times for the club, as we know, and the fan base. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we, we do bring a little bit of like comfort and a little bit of sensible conversation. <laughs> we hope we do. Whether we do, you you be the judge of that. Uh, but we do. We no, do I, think that, I think that's really well said, mate. I really is. And, and let's be honest, it's not been the easiest time for us. You know, when we set up the podcast, we've had obviously, you know, certainly ups and downs in that time and a lot of downs recently. And it's not always easy, is it? You know, when, when you come on here, we're, like, we're, we're a fan like everybody else coming on here when you've had a, a really tough run of games, when you've had the points deductions, when we've had relegation scraps. It's not always easy, you know, to come on and, and, and dissect the games and have those conversations. But, you know, we do really appreciate it, like you said. Uh, you know, any, 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 any of those things that you've just mentioned there, follows, likes, comments, everything, really helps us grow it. And, you know, to give those things back really good, good, particularly this time of year. We've done quite a lot with Everton in the community as well and the Veterans Hub. We've given a lot back to them and, and, and that's been great, been well received. And it's just nice to be able to do that. It is, it is, and as you say, it's, it's thanks to everybody for listening and taking part in these things, following us, and and obviously making sure that you you do interact as well. Because you know when you when you speak to us on on Twitter, especially or X as as they now call it, you know we, we do try and try and reply and, and have conversations with people and, and and interact because we do appreciate it. So you know let, let let's try and keep that going. Let's keep the conversation going. And like Lee says, you know we all we are are supporters like yourselves, and, and we we all go through it as you go through it, and we feel it as you feel it as well. So it's nice to be able to sort of sit down, have a counselling session once or twice a week as a, as a collective. And, and hopefully, as I say, that, that helps people to, to get through their week as well. But you, you need no support and no help from us this week because Everton have done all the work for us, which is, is great for the first time in a while. We can we can sit back, relax and, and enjoy what's been a fantastic seven, eight days for the club. Uh, we continue to, to fight the good fight against the the Premier League and and the detractors of, of our great football club and and we will we will keep on we will keep on spreading the word about that and we'll we'll keep on bringing you the shows as we do on a weekly basis. But as I say, oh, that's us for this week. We will be back next weekend, obviously post Burnley in our usual slot on the on the Sunday. Hopefully, it's another three points for the Blues. But we will catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.